And that's when I said to her, no, this isn't my baby. It's just a dead cat that I skinned recently. Ah. Oh, hello, everybody. Hey, everyone. Sorry that we just, we were talking before the podcast died. We didn't get a chance to really explain that story. It's probably best we don't, because we don't need audio evidence of what I've done over this weekend. And... Yeah. Welcome back to Crit Apocalypse. Yeah, episode 25. 25! Yeah, can you believe that someone might have listened to all these? I know someone who has listened to all these. Me. And me. Really? Yeah, because I like to know that my voice... Well, I suppose technically you did because you were here. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm egotistical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, wait, no, I'm the other one. I'm a giant testicle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to review things and stuff that we've done, played, things and fingered stuff. over the last two weeks. It's the right order I like to do yeah. things. So, you can start, because... Take it away! I can't be asked. I've got some Pepsi Cola to drink. you got some Pepsi, Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max. Cherry Pepsi Max. Thank you. It's refreshing. So, okay, I'm going to review mostly films this month. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. <sighs> mm. Yes, well... Pepsi told me you have to get that in there. That happened. This month, I've watched some extraordinarily high-quality movies made on a very, very low-budget... With a small premise, except for one. One high quality movie made on a medium to large budget. Medium to large? Yeah, I'll tell you later. Medium to large? Is that like medium to large? I'll have cotton chips instead of just having small chips. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I get where you're coming from. So, my most, uh, my first review is going to be of the recent film Cop Car, starring Kevin Bacon. I want to fucking see that film. And some unknown people. I'm not going to spoil it for some you. Some kids. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. I'm just going to talk about the film on its base elements. Dude, I'm going to give a little bit of a synopsis. There's not going to be any information. Kevin Bacon's in it. It's reason. That's enough. That's it's awesome. It's yeah. very, very good. There's but never anyway. been a bad Kevin Bacon film. It's a bad Kevin Bacon film. There's so, um, so Cop Car is a story of two boys who are out one day walking for a field. They're doing what boys do, walking along, cursing, talking about things they don't really know about, like sex, tits, and shit, and like that. <laughs> so all of a sudden, they discover a cop car in the middle of nowhere. Mm. They have no idea how it got there. They have no idea who it belongs to. But boys being boys decide to get inside and go driving. Did Mr. Hib, um, what's his name? He was the judge in Simpsons. Judge, <laughs> judge Snyder, what his name was. Boys will be boys. Yeah, boys will be boys. That's how Bart gets away with how many yeah. crimes is it? It's like two thousand odd crimes. Yeah, I should remember the name of it before you I should. start mentioning. He reminds me a lot of the teacher um, from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to watch more Rick and Morty. Damn it. Season uh, two. I was going to review season two today, but there's still three episodes. Yeah, anyway, it's finished. That's besides the point. Cop car. It's a yeah. So these two boys find a cop car, and over steadily daring each other, they do more and more risky things with with the contents of the car because they find guns. Nice. And they find something else in the trunk. I'm not going to reveal what. But they're driving around in this car, daring each other to go faster and faster, and just really just. It, it escalates they start off in a field they go to the next field and then they see a road and they're like but you can't go down the road and they're like they're going down the road and it's like I bet you can't go faster and they go faster down the road and they're speeding they're just, they're just fucking about they're being children it's quite funny Yeah. especially the dialogue dialogue feels really natural when I was a kid I used to swear like the dickens and I loved it because it felt like I was doing something wrong but I couldn't really get blamed for anything no, I was we just didn't saying swear words. in the 80s I was saying like fucking cunt when I was like when I was like 12 14 it oh, was just funny to me terrible so um so Watching that, it was just like, ah, I can. I, I remember dialogue like that between me and my friends. Anyway, Kevin Bacon turns out to be the owner of the cop car and the local sheriff. He's also a bit of a nasty, nasty man, as we find him burying someone in the middle of the de- the jungle. Not the jungle, the forest. Um, <laughs> the jungles he, of Texas. Yeah, he, um, he immediately, on finding his cop car missing, goes home, gets a vehicle, and, and starts talking to dispatch and telling them, don't radio my car, 
it's you know it's broken i can't radio back oh do you want to get it repaired no because i've got to go somewhere i've got to get a sword gives a bunch of excuses very charming and very very he, he sort of plays himself <clears> as affable yeah. over the phone but really he's like a drug taking madman with uzis in the back of his car and like m16 so that's what's in the back of the car that, well no that's not what's in the truck oh. so um so yeah so the boys <laughs> just steady escalate and and they sort of both both parties come to loggerheads but for different reasons and it's really fascinating it's really good has a great ending a very gut punch ending yeah but and there is a but the whole thing feels too perfect. It feels very scripted. You know, almost like uh, stilted by the fact it's well scripted. Yeah. You know where um, when you have, I, I think kid actors have this problem that they're they're good at reciting lines, and if the lines are lines are written well for kids, they're fine. But there's always that adult dialogue that sneaks in. You can't get it purely naturalistic performance from yeah, a child. Yeah. And that you get. A they lot say of that. words that are too big for them. Yeah, they say words that are too big, or they know stuff that's too, or they chance upon something, or it's all like that. Yeah. You know the clearing in the forest moment in Zelda where you see the sword. It's like, oh, you found the sword. Yeah. It feels like that almost everything they do, and uh, that's that's why I can't really wholeheartedly recommend it. It's not for those that that are looking for a realistic film, although it looks very realistic and it and it's got like a grounded premise. Yeah. It's just way too much. Like, oh, coincidentally. And uh, and that that means it's a little bit stilted, but I loved it. I really did. I would give it if I'm going to recommend it to people. I would give it a Brendan Fraser from the Mummy Years. So Brendan Fraser is in his heyday. Passion of Dark. Do you mean Brendan Fraser? No, no, no. Um, uh, Blast from the Past, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Blast from the Past, Brendan Fraser. I love that film. Yeah. But right. anyway, so yeah, so it's in this element. You can know, you kind of know why it's there. You kind of know what it's doing, but at the same time, you feel like it's a fleeting moment, and it is very short, so it's really got that going for it already. But I like films that are short. More films should be an hour and a half long. I definitely agree with that. But yeah. when it comes to this, I sort of wish they did put a bow on it, because you do kind of, you kind of feel like, oh, these kids are pretty cool. I'd like to know how the story ends. And you don't get that. Yeah. You don't get that from this, and it's it's kind of necessary for the plot for that, because there's quite a there's a lot of high tension moments. Yeah. And you wish there was a payoff, but it's not. No. To some of them. Not being, all of them. No. Being vague here. So yeah, I give it a Brendan Fraser in his heyday. So it's it's pretty good. I like it. I like it. I'd recommend it. That's you go. Oh. Um. Oh shit. What? I found the cat's ear. Ear. What? I found the cat's ear. It's oh, fine. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm gonna start with a video game review because that's all I do now. I don't get to watch films. Video um, I'm going to review the expansion for Shovel Knight. First impressions, really, because I've only played about an hour and a bit of it. But um, the expansion for Shovel Knight is called A Plague of Shadows, and it's the first of the three boss challenge modes that they're going to bring out, where you can actually be the boss characters. Oh, right, so it's two more story. Yeah. Are they all free? Yeah, they're all just added into the main game oh, that's pretty cool. as they go along. Yeah, because um, there's someone going around Steam for and saying, this isn't free DLC, it's what they promised us on Kickstarter. I said, no, what they promised you on Kickstarter was Shovel Knight, and what they got for the stretch goals got this other stuff. They don't have to give that to the people who bought Shovel Knight. They give it to the people who funded Shovel Knight, mm. but they're giving it to everyone. So it's free DLC. So what you're saying is there's, there's someone who's like, I didn't get my say during Gamergate, I'm getting it during Shovel Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all those twats. My mummy won't buy me the new iPhone. Yeah, you know, sort of ones who moan about spa- um, Double Fine shutting down Space Base DF9. Like, cause they stopped working on that on Early Access, oh, didn't yeah, they? Oh, yeah, because it looked fucking awful. Yeah, and it wasn't going anywhere, and it wasn't selling, so... They cut it down. Yeah, yeah. The end. You, you get couldn't a refund, make the money. Don't you? It... No, 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 on Steam. Uh. No, you can you can now if it's like you've only played two hours, aren't you? Uh. But um, yeah. But the Plague of Shadows is like a very different approach to Shovel Knight. Um, 
your combat is very different. Like you don't attack in a melee style; you throw the magic potions out. Yeah. And as you go through the game, you can buy upgrades for them to change how they work. So Even sometimes more and stuff. it's stuff like that. It's stuff like um, flames that will shoot out from the side, um, ones that blow up in a larger radius, but you can only throw two at a time. Okay. Um, ones that have a longer fuse, ones that blow up instantly when you throw them. Okay. Stuff like that. So it's all different things. But you also have like the main mechanic of the game is you've got a charge jump, which is like. You hold down the attack button to charge it up and then mm-hmm. let go and it launches you into the air. And if you pull in the direction, it will fling you through the screen. Okay. Very easy to launch yourself right past what you want to go to and fall down a hole. Okay. Um, so it takes some trickery. But you've got a double jump as well. But the double jump is more of a sort of a way of correcting yourself. So you've kind of got to utilise that and the charge jump at the same time. And it's possible to do stuff like jump, charge jump, launch, do a second leap, hold the charge before you're doing that second leap. So when you let go of it, you'll get a second leap out of it. Okay. It is so tricky to do. It takes ages to get the hang of. Yeah. But once you get the hang of it, Plague Knight wrecks shop. Um, really? If you watch the video I posted, yes, well, I'll say yesterday, it'll be about four days ago when this goes up, mm. um, I destroyed the Black Knight on the first stage. Really? Um, yeah, just he comes towards me, I just went boom, 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 threw the um, bombs at him and blew him up. Mm. Um, to balance that out, Plague Knight's only got four health, so you've got four balls of health, and you can pick up these potions which you drink, and they add an extra health bottle, um, bottle bubble whatever yeah. um, but it only lasts that life so if you fall down a pit yeah. you've lost them so what you kind of I guess the best strategy to do is save them up for a boss or a particularly difficult moment in the level where you're not going to fall down a pit and chuck the health potions on and use them then um, and they stay in your infantry but yeah they're not permanent are there still bosses that can take away four health in one hit well I've gone against like um, two of the bosses so far and both of them I just walked through but really? um I've got to go to the Plague Knight stage now, where there's a different knight called Spectre Knight there, the other one, the mm. other ghastly one, he's in there. So I've got a... Um, no, Spectre Knight was there first, Plague Knight's later on. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's quite different. It's a nice little sense of humour in there. You can't go into the village, that was at the start. When you go there, You've the guard tells you to go village. away. Yeah, and you go back and you meet up with Mona, the witch who was underground in the... Um, like the underground basement part in the village. The yeah. one who made you play that little game with the bottles. And she's got her own thing going on. She's part of your scheme. The aim is that you're trying to get these uh, magic orbs from all the um, villains. Which is a little bit of a Castlevania-y mm. reference. Um, the only thing I'm a bit disappointed on is that the music's the same. I was kind of hoping there would be new music. Ah. I think there is some new music. But it's not. But yeah, when you're in the level, it's playing Strike the Earth on the first stage and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Same as usual. I was hoping it would have a bit of a sort of more Castlevania type tinge to it. Because when you get to Plague Knight stage in the original game, the music was done by um, that woman, I forgot her name, who did the music on some of the old Castlevania games. Did amazing music, and it's got that gothic feel to it. Yeah. And I would have liked it if some of that was brought in. But um, I don't know yet, because it could do later. I mean, I've st- I've, like I said, I've only played an hour and a half of this, is like first impressions. But once you've got some of the power ups, like you get one that lets you float slowly after mm. you've done your leap, so you get a bit more time to correct yourself. That is going to come in so handy when you're yeah. playing it. Um, I got to one stage, you know, on the second level, the the um, king's level, castle's yeah. level. You've got that bit where you have to hit the book and the platforms appear and they don't last long. Yeah, that is a fucking nightmare with Plague Knight. I can imagine. Yeah, um, but you approach it differently because some down? of that you can just kind of jump over the gaps because yeah. you've got your launching ability. Mm. But then you get to the end one where you've got a massive gap you can't get across and you have to kind of time it so you hit the book just as those things are coming. The, you Do know, you have the downward attack still then? No, no, it's completely different. You don't have the downward attack. You, your attack is literally you throw the bombs. Yeah. When you're in the air, you throw them at a diagonal angle. Ah. But they destroy stuff. It's like it's so easy to just wipe things out. But you've got different sort of attack. Like you can't parry things. But um, there's no sorts of power ups coming up though. So I wouldn't be surprised. If there's a bomb that will parry stuff or something like that. Like yeah. it's so different to play. Um, 
like when you come up against that uh, the dragon bad guy that you get early on in the yeah. game you have to sort of bombard him with bombs to try and stop the bubbles hitting you because yeah. you can't bounce on the bubbles Ah. so yeah and there's some areas where it's sort of you go from different routes and stuff you might take the level through a slightly different route than what you did with Shovel Knight hmm. but um, it's really good so far I'm really liking it I need That's to play cool. loads more of it there's a free yeah. little expansion and challenge mode was added in with this as well which there was another one of the promised things that they were adding Yeah. Um, which is full of silly little challenges things where you're fighting the flying rats and stuff like that and beating the bosses quicker and shit like that yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all cool stuff so yeah. I recommend it Cool. Which you really you know you kind of got a choice if you've got Shovel Knight you get it anyway. So you've got Shovel Knight on two things. Yeah. Have you? PC and Xbox One. Ooh. Oh. It's not on Xbox three sixty. It's weird that, isn't it? No. It's on PS three. Xbox three sixty's weak ass. Yeah, but it's on PS three and PS four. Mm. But it's not on Xbox it's on Wii U. Mm. It's on free get Amazon Fire. Three <laughs> DS. It's on everything. Mm. It's on oh, Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, alright, well, my next review is going to be a little known film. I'm going to turn the light on. It's going to be a little known film called American Ultra. That's that film that Max Landis made that he's moaning about. It's that film that Max Landis wrote the script for. Yeah, and he keeps saying everyone should have seen oh, it. Oh, look, right, shut up. We're not, we're not discussing the drama went on behind scenes or other shit like that. We're not talking about Fantastic Four again because I already reviewed that and I kind of like that. So we're going to talk about American Ultra, which is a film starring Jesse Eisenberg as a secret government, um, secret government project, sleeper agent type thing. Sleeper agent, yeah. yeah. Who, um, who one day is. Um, let's go, let's go back to the beginning of this fucking awful storytelling because this isn't <laughs> a good movie. I want to just get out straight away and just say this is it's not a good movie. Um, there's some good ideas. It's just poorly made. Yeah. So we start out with a flashback of Jesse Eisenberg looking like he's gone 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. He's just beaten up to shit. And there's pictures of, like, spoons covered in blood and dead bodies and shit like that. And then he goes, What the you do? This is the secret agent that's, like, faceless. He's like, What the you do? And Jesse Eisenberg's like, Yeah. And then voiceover. And we see Jesse Eisenberg and Kirsten Stewart trying to go to Hawaii. They're going on, like, a trip. They're in love. They're, like, a couple. And yeah, it kind of doesn't tell you why. It just tells you they're in love. And you're meant to accept that. I, mm. I really don't understand that as script writing. But anyway, um, he he has a panic attack and can't leave. It turns out that he keeps having these panic attacks every time they try and leave the town. Yeah. So, so yeah, that happens. So he's Charlie from... He's essentially Charlie from Moist <laughs> and from yeah. Um Cut to Topher Grace. Topher <clears throat> Grace is... I don't cut to Topher Grace, man. Topher Grace is um, talking about a new project called Project uh, Badass or, or Tough Guy or something like that. Um, where he's essentially made a bunch of people that are are mentally deficient human beings that he has trained to be these vicious killing machines. And he's picked those people that were unable to associate good and bad. So he's just made the American army. Yeah. He's, he's got these people that are unable to decide whether they're good or what's good or bad so that they can, you know, kill with indiscriminately. They don't worry about stuff. Hmm. Um, he's going to send his tough guys to go and take out Jesse Eisenberg because he's like, we've got to cut away from the previous one which is the American Ultra program which is the title of the film uh, we've got to cut ties to that and we've got to make sure there's no other no other attachments to that so Jesse Eisenberg's doing his job he works in this really shitty convenience store some woman comes up to him and goes and says a bunch of words and he's meant to activate but he just looks at her and she's like what? what? she walks out without paying for her stuff and she's just like oh fuck I'm going or I'm sorry I tried to help <laughs> she's leaving Jesse Eisenberg goes and makes this like pot noodle type thing um, and he's got a spoon and he goes outside because he sees some people messing with his car. He goes, hey, don't mess with my cup because he's a stoner. Sorry. That's our, that's our plot point. He is a stoner. He smokes marijuana. 
Because that hinders your life so badly, you can't function as a normal human being. Yeah, it's funny when you do things. Yeah. Now. So he's he's like, don't mess with a car, and these two guys come up to him, and one of them takes out a gun, and the other one takes out a knife, because they're just going to gank him right there and then, which doesn't really explain why they're putting a bomb on his car. What, well, was that the, were they the That's what they were doing, said? yeah, they were just putting a bomb on his car. It's like, if you've got a knife and a gun, just shoot the guy, instead of yeah. putting a bomb on his car. And don't just take it out in front of him. If you know he's like a sleep rager for some awesome military program, just fucking distract him by going and buying something in one corner, and then have someone come around the back of it and just go, boop, boop. would have sold him some bad weed. Yeah, or just some some bad wheat. Laced Laced with voicing. Yeah, there you go. Um, So anyway, so Jesse Eisenberg then uses the pot noodle to burn someone's face and then jabs the other one in the throat with a spoon. That's the most believable part so far. And stabs the the other guy in the throat, the one who's burnt his face. Hmm. What flavour pot noodle was it? I don't know. From there on out, it's just basically Jesse Eisenberg being flitting between being cocky about these weird powers he has to just like use everything as a weapon and somehow defeat all the bad guys mm. and being this this nervous stoner and trying to save Kirsten Stewart so it turns out Kristen Stewart turns out quite quite soon that you find out that Kristen Stewart is actually a sleeper agent for the FBI who was meant to just be there and monitor him for the first six months to make sure he acclimatised to the environment yeah or acclimated and then um, and but she fell in love with him for some fucking reason he's a, he's a fuck up he's a waste of space like he burns an omelette because he's getting high and looking at an engagement ring he's going to offer her. It's like, how, who is so high they they forget that something just what you it's you basically what you're telling us is our main character is interested in sparkly shit and is easily distracted by it. He's a fucking moth. <laughs> so anyway, needless to say, I'm going to spoil the movie. Turns out the bad guy program who um it, which includes Walter Goggins, which was weird seeing him in a bad film. Yeah. I've ever seen Walter Goggins in a bad role, even in Sons yeah. of Anarchy, where he played a transvestite. He was, he was, you know, it was actually quite a, quite a delicate way of portraying a transgender person. It was lovely. Yeah. And and in this, he's he's called Smiley, and he gets his teeth knocked out, and he turns out the way that he turn, stops Jesse Eisenberg from killing him outright is he goes, "You're just like me." This is how he actually talks. He goes, "You're just like me in the head." Uh, like, what are you fucking doing? So wasn't it like a Master Blaster moment or anything? Uh, yeah, it was kind of like Master Blaster. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so... Yeah, and then um, Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> kills all the bad guys. Him and Christian, Christian Stewart become like a team, and they go to different places, and he ends up using weird weapons right, to he fucking... he leaves the town now with no trouble. Yeah, he leaves the town with no problems now. Oh, okay. I don't know if maybe it was because he was activated. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, John, John Leguizamo is in this. He dies. Oh. Yeah, he that's was, actually actually the one time he dies I laughed. In pretty much everything. The he's one in, time like... I laughed in the entire film is there's a scene where John Ligu- uh, John Leguizamo is told what Mike is, yeah. who's, who's the stoner character played by Jesse Eisenberg. He's he's told like I'm some sort of weird ninja, but like I can only be activated when people are attacking me. He goes he goes right. That's it. I'm quarantining you both, and he puts them down to this basement area. And through the locked door, Jesse Eisenberg uh, Jesse Eisenberg goes like. You know I could probably destroy this door, and John Leguizamo, in a very, very sweet, tender, tender little moment, just goes, she goes, please don't, Mike. Really, just don't. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's awesome. That's the one time I've laughed in this whole fucking movie, and it's because of a nice little bit of dialogue that's happened between uh, two people. Why couldn't John Leguizamo be the main character? Oh, that'd be incredible. Imagine yeah. if his character from The Pest was was the agent. No, imagine was... if his character from Spawn. No, his character the from Pest. One the clown's day. a ninja. Have you seen Pest? No. It's basically a remake of Hard Target. Oh right. Or, or what enough. was the what was the one with Ice T? What Ice T wasn't Hard Target. No, Ice T did a film that was very similar to Hard Target, in which oh. he was on the run from army people trying to kill him. No idea. All right. So Pest is kind of like Hard Tango. Target, 
Imagine if imagine if Hard Target he was Chance Devereaux who was Jean Claude Van Damme's character, and instead of being activated by a passphrase, he actually just held up a Twix and a Snickers, <clears throat> and then went like that. And he was like, "Oh God, no!" Twix Snickers activates him with some sleeper agent. The passover Snickers Twix. Yeah, Snickers Twix. Ah oh, shit! No. <laughs> Good job it wasn't Marathon. They changed the name and then exactly there you go. But um, and then that activates him, and he's still the same annoying fucking racist pillock that he is in Pest, but he can kill people really easily oh. and it's still a PG because <laughs> they've got green blood yeah. so yeah I give American Ultra a Adam Sandler it really is that bad even it's the actions mean. stilted and shit like it's just like his magic power to kill almost anyone at one point in a fight he picks up a can of beans and throws a can of beans at someone's face <laughs> I can do that I literally if someone came up to me with a gun I didn't have See, a gun and I didn't have anywhere to run to beans face you'd like that's the last ditch attempt get anyone someone do. dead on the face I mean there's a trick in films to pulling off killing someone with a stupid weapon like um, Chronicles of Riddick which isn't a very good film in the slightest the, the cup yeah the cup fucking yeah. That well, whole part at, on the prison on Chronicles of Riddick is ten times better than the rest of that film yeah well look at look at um, take Zombieland they oh, take yeah. pleasure in the fact that everything's weird to kill things with a banjo and then a baseball bat and then a yeah. fucking kayak and poor like... Bill Murray rest in peace oh. <laughs> but anyway yeah, American Ultra gets an Adam Sandler it's just it's oh. putrid like ignore the problem is that a lot of times nowadays films will get publicity for free by the directors or the writers losing their shit online yeah that's a good way of doing it well, no, it's, I want to see Steven Spielberg just got a massive anti-Jewish <laughs> racist tirade. Yeah, it's just like, E.T. was the Jews! <laughs> Michael Bay is going to go on an anti-Jew, oh, yeah. surely one Michael day. Bay is going to lose his shit. Yeah. Like, he's going to go mad. But um, but yeah, it's just, it's it's like free publicity, because they're like, oh look, they're having a meltdown. Maybe the film's that. Maybe the film's see actually the, um, quite good. the exchange between Max Landis and Red Letter Media? Yeah. Where he was like, yeah, it's easy to crap on my skate thing and all that sort of stuff. He says, hey, would you like to come on the show and be on... Um, Best of the Worst. He's like, hell yeah, where did you record? Oh, really? So, yeah, so you might be on Best of the Worst at some That'd point. That'd be cool. Yeah, I want to get Tim Heidecker back on there. See, it seems like it <laughs> seems like Max Landis is a good writer. Yeah, follow his YouTube channel. He's quite funny. He's a decent guy. He's, yeah, he's he seems cool. like a cool guy. It's just... He's got... He's a bit... He's got... I don't know how... I don't know if he's even... Has he even watched American Ultra? Does he know what they've <laughs> done? Because his script might have been all right. I can yeah. imagine that... <clears throat> I can imagine this being a good film with editing. Never do a flashback like beginning yeah, no, if no. there's a surprise to what yeah. the character is. Don't do a flashback at the beginning. You should have started with... Uh, I Red... suppose it's maybe assuming that everyone's seen the trailer. Yeah. But you can't assume that. No, just assume that people have gone to go see it because, uh, A, it's a Max Landis film. Mm. The lead on from <clears> Chronicle. <throat> Chronicle was a great film. And then Fantastic yeah. Four. He's done other stuff as well. Fantastic just... Four. The script that he wrote, he published the first couple <coughs> of pages, which mm. is a dick move to the studio. Yeah, but for his own writing, like, just why not just try and pitch? Well, it he as was a comic? writing um, Fantastic Four originally, but it got taken away from him, didn't yeah. it? But because um, he got taken off that, and up just being Josh Trank because it was going to be their thing together. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's done other stuff, but I can't remember what else it was. But he's he's got a knack for juxtaposition stuff. And I just don't think things. he's seen this film. <laughs> I don't think he could have seen this film. Was the director some just random? I have no idea who he was. Yeah. I don't know. The best thing about it is the animation after the film. Yeah, the credits. I do like animation just chucked into something every mm. now and again, like the um, the intro to Super. Yeah, the animated intro. I've got that um, on my review of Super. I chucked a screenshot from that. Yeah, like the animation, but it was it was in the form of a GIF, and it used to just be a screenshot. WordPress eventually allowed GIFs, and now if you go to that review, I've got the animation of I've them got running some GIFs on my WordPress. Yeah, I don't really good. go. They on never used to anymore. allow them. Um, but yeah, American Ultra. I just I can't recommend it. I, I yeah. find it really. It's the kind of film that I wish was good. Yeah, because it's like Super. 
It feels it feels a tiny fragment of the soul that Super had. Yeah, but Super's but, so fucking good. But Super's a good film. Yeah, excellent film. Yeah, though. but um, I yeah, <laughs> but um, whatevs. Watch Super instead. Yeah, yeah. It's on. I bought a Blu-ray for two. Watch Defendor the instead. Watch. No, Defendor. <laughs> Defendor. Watch Defendor after you've watched Super. Yeah, and then know that Woody Harrison's better now. Watch Griff the Invisible. Don't watch Griff the Invisible. I like Griff the Invisible. Yeah, you might as well be blind. Your face is blind. <laughs> Good comeback. Next review. Yeah, um, I'm going to review a game which is Candy Crush Saga, but it's not Candy Crush Saga. It's Lies. called Frozen, Freefall, Snowball, Fight. That's. It seems like a series of words stuck wait, together. Wait, Frozen have done a game in which two women suck a dude off one of them gets cum in their mouth no, and then not they that spit it back in their mouth. No, not that sort of snowball. What? There's another type of snowball fight? The ones where you pick snow off the ground and throw at people. What do kids... Is that the game that kids play? Not the one with the, like, in the mouth thing. No. That's why I didn't have any friends. Yeah, that's why you're not I having any I kept trying to cum in my own mouth and spit it at people. Oh, oh my God, Winter like... was so lonely for no reason. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is, I played like half an hour of this. Yeah. Not much, I'll admit, but it's for my channel. But I don't think I can stand much longer. I never saw one snowball get thrown the whole time. Uh, Did you see like women queuing up to the dick? No. In multiplayer, <laughs> there's no dicks in it. There's only kids. I don't think you can even be adult. There's kids' dicks in this. No, you can't even be adult Elsa. What? You know the two girls from Frozen, Elsa and Anna, is it, or something like that? You can't. Are they even... the same girls that did two years one? Cup? No. Is this no. snowball? It's nothing like the to movie? do with that. I don't understand what's going Frozen, on. Frozen, as in the film. The I know there's film. a film called Frozen, but you're talking Disney about film. the two German girls from that scat no, film in which they snowball them. fight. No, I'm talking about Candy Crush Saga. My mind is being blown! Just ignore that. Just pretend it's just called Snow's Frozen Freefall, which is what it was called originally. Okay. Right, so it's on Xbox One and PS4 as well if you want to play a free-to-play game, but it is literally Candy Crush Saga. Okay. Like, even down to the thing where it'll go, here's a special power-up you can use. If you want any more, you're going to have to buy them. They give you a daily bonus. You might get one of the power-ups. So there's people boning us? No, no. Power-ups, man. I'm losing my time. But it's just... Why is this game so sexual? Literally, every stage is exactly like every Candy Crush stage you've played. I'm actually pretty sure it follows the exact same stage format. Um, Is there a train? You can choose characters, but they've all got power-ups, but you can't use those power-ups unless you buy them. Or happen to luck across it. No, you're like a... It's weird. You're a pair of boots. Yeah, you're just a pair of boots moving along a map. So wait. There's nothing to do with the boots or come in the boots, okay? So someone fucked someone's boots right off? Yes. Someone yes, fucks the boots good. off yes, of her? that's what happens. <laughs> but, She's still Yeah, pretty. so you pick your characters and your characters don't have any effect because unless you're paying money, you're not going to get the special moves. And the the thing is, the game is so much just Candy Crush Saga, you may as well just play Candy Crush Saga or maybe Candies, the game that Candy Crush Saga ripped off. Wait, that's not the, the that's not the, the that's not the Play Store anymore, though, is it? What candies? Candies. That was like something that was on. It was never on Google Play or anything. This is long before. You're talking like 2006, 2007. This was like new grounds type oh. thing. Um, Did they win that lawsuit? Uh, Candy Crush Saga makers tried to sue the makers of the original game, didn't they? Yeah. And they were like, um, no, and they got thrown out of court. Um, and and they they've lost the whole it. saga thing. That's been they've been dismissed. Yeah, because yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. Because they're idiots. Do you hear that someone did a um, game jam called Candy Jam, where everyone had to make a game that had the words Candy Crush or Saga in the title? Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's quite good. But um, Is this made by the same people, then? No. Completely different people. Not made by King. Huh. But I guess if um, King tried to sue them for ripping off their gameplay and style, like, everything, exactly the same. Um, 
they've not really got a leg to stand on, have no. they? Considering they also released a game called, what was that, Pack Something or the Other, which was basically a rip-off of someone's own net, um, Flash game they'd made years ago, which was copyright infringing in the first place because it had Pac-Man in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's literally frozen. Like, there's a multiplayer mode on it, um, so you can play against people. I think that's where the snowball fights come into it. There's no snowball fights in... <laughs> But yeah. you're saying snowball, and I know what that means, but you're saying it means something else. Snow. S- yeah. Ice. Yeah. Compounded. Which is what the cum looks like no. as you fire. Yes. What the cum looks like. Oh my god. Anyway. What has happened? Don't play Frozen. Freefall. That's all the title. That's because it. it's full of dicks. Yes. Spitting cum in each other's mouths. You review a thing. I am, My mind is blown. Disney have gone fucking dark. It's like yeah. the young ones predicted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't believe there's so much jizz in that game. Mm. I feel exhausted like I'm the one who's been in a snowball fight. <coughs> You're right. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to fire off one at you just then. Yeah, so all this talk of snowball fights, so I'm just getting aroused. Alright, so uh, my next review is going to be... <coughs> I'm at, I was going to review just Dear God, but I'm going to review both of the Games of God games, because fuck it, might as well, right? Oh dear God! I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this month, <coughs> Xbox Live Games with Gold have nicely have been nice enough to give us an indie game and a full fledged big title, which is um, hopefully the what they're going to continue doing. I think they said they were doing that from now on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the two titles this month, um, the first one is Dear God, which is like a sixteen bit indie title in which you play a hunter. Sort of pseudo three D yeah. platform thing. Yeah. They played um, on Game Grumps about eight, nine months ago. Oh really? Yeah. Um, they had an early access version yeah. of it. Um, but it's a it's a fairly robust game. There's a lot in it. It's a bit like uh, Castlevania. It's like a Metroidvania sort of game. Mm. Like you said before, you've got attacks, you've got power ups, you eventually learn new skills. It's all about exploring the woods and finding Indeed. a way to go back to being human. Yeah. Or were you ever human? Um, it's it's a nice little game. I'm a big fan of games like this, so I was always going to be a bit. Um, I I was always going to love it a bit. Mm. Um, and you know, it's it's nice. It's really nice. Really easy to play. I wouldn't say it's anything complicated. The story has a little bit of a mystery to it because of the whole phenomenon and what's caused this. Um, yeah, and I, I'd really recommend it. It's free on Xbox One, so if you've got an Xbox One, uh, download it now. It's not going to be free forever, so you might as well do it quickly. You've only got like, another two weeks. Another couple of, yeah, two weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, if you if you if it's on PC, if you can get it for six quid, it's really really worth it. It's um it's a nice little game. It's a nice little romp. If you're a fan of the older games like Metroid and stuff like that, it's the closest I've seen recently without being tinged in just fucking complete rip off. Like uh, Guacamole Guacamele. That game's awesome. Man. I love that game, but Fuck it is just Metroid. Yeah. And Shovel Knight is great, but it's just the original fucking Shovel Knight's more Castle. Yeah, Castlevania. Sort of Mega Man than anything. I wouldn't say it's more Mega Man because that's more timing based. Shovel Knight's not massively timing based. You're playing a blue armoured dude fighting a variety of different themed villains. But you can con it a bit. Like in Mega Man you can't con it because you've got just your long range weapons and then you've got like different differentiations on that. In Shovel Knight you've got short range feels a bit more like Castlevania and then you can con it a bit because you've got the long range weapons as well later on. Yeah. So you've got projectiles so you can be a bit like oh I'm fucking this up a little bit but I'm getting it done. Um, So yeah, dear God I'd, uh, I'd recommend it I couldn't fully recommend it because I don't think it's for everyone. It's a bit one of those ones that's all like um, floaty, like it's weirdness. like margarine. Yeah, it's, it's like margarine. Things. It's like Tom Hanks. I'd give it a Tom Hanks. Give it a Tom Hanks. Give it a Tom Hanks. It's never gonna fucking break the boat unless it's Captain Phillips. In which case, he didn't just break the boat. It made up a story about a dickhead who tried to sell out his whole family. Yeah. Well, his boat family. He, so um, I assume are pirates. 
He usually ends up peeing on something. He does, but yeah, Captain Phillips, a film. It's it's a fine piece of fine piece of entertainment, but don't take us anything more than that because the book reveals exactly what that Captain, Captain Phillips. Phillips did. Yeah, um, and the other the other title this month is Tomb Raider, the remake from 2013. Oh, yeah, the complete edition though. So it's like all the extra add-ons and shit like that. I've got um, a PC version with the right face. They changed the face. So anyway, it's a <laughs> it's a pretty good game. Um, if you haven't played it by now, then. I don't know what would really drive you to pick up a copy unless it went really, really cheap. In this instance, it's free. So it's probably worth grabbing. Um, it's a lot of game for free. It's yeah. a lot of time to spend on it. It's a decent game. And it's, yeah, it's great platforming elements. There's a bit of quick time in there, but it's kind of used to a decent effect. There's not many tombs. There's not many tombs, that's true. Um, all in all, I'd highly recommend that one as a free yeah. one, but if you're going to buy it, I'd, I wouldn't go over about it's £10. It's kind of like... An Uncharted game that's set in one massive location. Yeah, there's no free roaming elements or anything like that. It's all you just puzzles of, to move on to the next area. Yeah, you can technically move between things, but it, there's certain areas get blocked off as you yeah. go, and you kind of have to use the quick travel thing. But I really liked it. It's just not exactly original. No, it's like not Mad, breaking yeah, anything. A lot of things like Mad Max. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's free. There's a lot of game there, and it's it's worth playing. Even the multiplayer's got a little bit of fun to it. Yeah, um, and also the death animations are fucking sexy. <laughs> Some of them are insane. She, you, you see a crushed, round, minced, shot, flambéed. She's cooked um, in every which way she's but loose. Skewered through the head. Yeah, at one point she's shish kebabbed. That yeah. really got me going. Yeah, that was when I just started masturbating. Yeah, uh, but anyway, wait, which controller did you use for all of them? Uh. If you turned, if you had a black light right now, it would look like spooky, spooky ghosts. <laughs> Had cummed all over the place. It would look like a Jackson Pollock painting. It wouldn't, because Jackson Pollock has rival reason. This would look like madness incarnate. You might still see someone wriggling. They are fresh. Nothing. Anyway, um, yeah, Tomb Raider. The games we got this month, I am, um, yeah, resounding success. I'd give Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider's probably in the same boat as Dear God. I don't think it is for everyone. If you're into racing games, you're not going to find anything. If you're the into. Xbox 360 games this month. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't download Xbox Live Gold anymore. I don't, um, yeah, I don't download They didn't take money out when they said they were going to. And I then just it came buy, out when I didn't have enough money. I just buy the year subscriptions through CD keys for like 20 quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've got two years still, so I'm doing fun on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, altogether, um, Tomb Raider again, it'd probably be a Tom Hanks. It may be a little bit less than a Tom Hanks because it doesn't feel like a new game. It doesn't feel like a next gen game. Couldn't really justify it being on there because it doesn't look massively better. What are you either? saying? The arrow's wobbling about in a quiver in next gen enough for you? <laughs> um, but yeah, if that's you, what they added. <laughs> if you don't have Xbox Live Gold like Anne, then I would say a good price to pay for something like this would be a tenner hmm. or like the Lego games if you can find a Lego game for around the same price as this you're probably getting a good deal like the Hobbit recently was like 8 quid yeah that's a really good game for 8 quid um, actually going to Morrison's they've got a whole bunch of the Lego games for like 4 to 7 quid right mm-hmm. now only oh, Xbox yeah. One and stuff no on Xbox 360 and DS and stuff oh but, okay yeah um, they had uh, Saints Row 4 for like, like 4 6 quid it's a good game. Yeah. Really good game. A lot of game in that as well. And Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm just Hell doing yeah. a quick cross to the sky. Because he's up there. He's wrestling. He's wrestling with his addictions in heaven now. Actually, um, a <laughs> man, Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bonesaw. Bonesaw is yeah. ready. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'd um, I'd say these, both these games are Tom Hanks. They're not for everyone. But um, but the whole Games of Gold has recently been a lot of Tom Atkins. Mm. Mm, it's been very good. Been a lot better than it was originally on the Xbox. Was it last month they had Last Light on Xbox 360, I think? Oh, yeah, Last Light and Metro 2033, which I got both of yeah. for the Xbox 360. Although I don't actually have a 360 anywhere near me anymore. They'll probably add compatibility That's one right there. at some point. That's yours. <laughs> it's not the same. All right, yours. My next review 
What was I going to review next? Fuck. Snowballing. I'm going to review a film. What film? Nightcrawler. Which the I watched Jake Gilly Willy film. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. 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 Um, Captain Handsome. It's, handsome ser- it's a film starring a skeleton wearing Jake Gyllenhaal's skin. <laughs> An oversized watch. Yeah. Which was incredibly distracting. Yeah. Because it's just all over the place. I love so it. It's like he's going to hit um, himself in the eye with that thing. This film is really freaking good. It's, it's incredible. It's beautifully shot, directed. It's about a guy who basically. He's trying to get money somehow. He seems to be obsessive compulsive about things. Um, doesn't clearly doesn't have much like for people in general. Doesn't have any social skills. Generally a creepy fuck. Mm. Um, but he basically starts filming accidents and murders and assaults and stuff like that and selling the videos to the newspapers. And gradually as it goes along, he starts manipulating crime scenes so he can get the perfect shot. He money. starts to become... And like in the process of manipulating it and trying to make this thing that's worth more money to them... Which surely the police would figure out straight away that something's a little bit wrong when a body isn't where it could possibly be. Did they really want to, though? They probably don't care, do they? Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Because that's one of the subplots of the whole family. But it's, the interesting thing is that he's manipulating the environment to get the perfect shot and it kind of parallels the whole idea of the media manipulating the imagery they show you to put across a certain story. Yeah. Um, Rene Russo runs the TV station sort of she's, night shift thing. Yeah. And um, she's very much into making sure that the... Thing that leads in the 6am news is the grisliest attention grabbing news thing they can yeah she wants her foot she wants to make sure people yeah. f- still think she's relevant because she's yeah, feeling to keep old. her job because she's yeah. getting towards the end of her contract yeah. and all this sort of stuff um, but it's excellently managed and really well done and it doesn't have one of those nice tie little bow on it conclusions at the end it oh kind no of, no it has a great ending yeah because it just sort of goes oh you invested now it could be more but there's nothing <laughs> we're not going to tell you anymore it just sort of it leads away. It has an end to his story. He's reached a point where he's now pretty much unstoppable hmm. in what he's doing. Um, by the end of it, he's like an army, doesn't he? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But um, it's an absolutely amazingly well-made film. Um, I can't remember the name of the director. He's got a funny name. Alejandro. No, not him. It's Drew something or the other. Is it Drew? Um, bear with me one second. Dan Gilroy. That's ah. his name. But. Um, yeah, it's like I don't think anyone switched a single light on during the filming of this film. What did you? It's the darkest looking thing in the world. Yeah, but it's really clear. Yeah, really, really nice really done. Clear. It's got that really nice David Fincher esque, like using darks and browns and blues to it really does light to dark and scene because that's was, what Fincher as well. This was the weird thing around that time. A lot of people were talking about the 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 reinvention of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, but Jake Gyllenhaal was the one to watch around that period of time. Yeah. So it was two thousand thirteen to two thousand to to now, really. Yeah, because even Everest looks like something I could watch quite happily. Um, but he did he did um, End of Watch. Yeah, that's he did film, yeah. did Nightcrawler. Then he did um, Prisoners. Yeah, which is fucking incredible. I need to see that. I haven't seen it. That's I really like Prisoners. It, Hugh it? Jackman. No, oh, the like other guy. Terence Howard. No, the other guy. The young guy, Paul Dano. Oh yeah, Paul Dano. Yeah, who's yeah. massively underrated, but he'll never be a big star because he's got a weird face. Look, right, he was in Cowboys vs. Aliens, yep. and he did great in that. But, um, I enjoy that film. Yes, <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, so for being a stupid film, yeah, I yeah. loved it. Um, but yeah, he had that period of time where he was just reinventing himself and like putting on weight and gaining muscle, losing weight. In this, he really is skeletal. Yeah, he's like, not say, like um, Christian Bale in the Machinist. No, he's not like Christian Bale in the Machinist, but he's like as close to that as you can get without risking your. He looks health. like a skinny version of um, Jake Gyllenhaal. No, <laughs> but you know the guy. Oh, what's his name? The actor. He's in. In Gotham, he plays the mayor, and he's like used to be in Scrubs as a hypochondriac guy. Used to be in City 
that one with my, uh, oh yeah yeah Michael yeah, Fox yeah. usually does comedy roles but sometimes yeah. does drama stuff he's he got the weird mouth yeah and the weird voice and Jake Gyllenhaal was doing that sort of weird mm. sort of nasally in prisoners voice. Yeah. he has this really subtle tick in his eyes yeah and it gets worse and worse the more stress he gets no it's not that he blinks twice yeah instead of blinking once he blinks like twice he's like and like the whole <laughs> conversation he's having with me was like okay so um, and then what did you say that. it's really interesting <laughs> nice. um, but yeah no, no, Jake Gyllenhaal he, he's a good actor he's legitimately good yeah. that's weird to me <laughs> he's always been good man it's that family they're just like they're bred to be good actors Maggie Gyllenhaal is I, a lot of people don't find her attractive I so, find her she's oh, awesome I think she's very attractive yeah lovely lady um, even Jake Gyllenhaal she's, he's quite an attractive guy yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying I, I would bum him but if he said hey you want to try and bum me I'd be yeah. like I'll give it a go and if he offers you some money well like, no I wouldn't need money yeah. Why would I need money? He's an attractive guy. Well, you can get money I mean, out of him. He's quite rich. I'm mean, not be gay, but I can, I can yeah, understand he's, he's an attractive he's, guy. He's got money, and if you can get it from him. Why would I want to get it from him? Why would I want to manipulate his love? Exploit him. Jake is love. <laughs> Jake is love. No, Shrek is. Jake, Shrek is love. No. <laughs> he's like Cthulhu. Yeah. He's going to rise up in my dark. But yeah, I, uh, I highly he's... recommend Nightcrawler. For having <laughs> probably one of the best Gyllenhaal car chases now. shot in a film for a while. Oh, fuck yeah. It's almost a one shot, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's just like, it's all hood cams and like, it's none of that stuff where it feels like, you know when you can tell when they've shot it slowly? Mm. You know like when you saw that set footage of the Batmobile driving down the street for the yeah. Suicide Squad feeling? Yeah, it looked awful. And it's like two miles an hour. And that's how most car chases are shot. Mm. Um, they're shot very slowly because it has to be safe and all this sort of thing. But mm. it didn't feel like that. It had frantic pace and it's got hood cams. It's... um. To Ender Watch does a similar thing. George Miller's style of directing, it feels like the John Ford's horses being mm. racing along, like the camera's lower down in some shots, mm. tracking the cars it shoots by. Um, it's kind of weird that you have the camera in the shot, but it's still a hood cam type shot. Yeah. Like the camera's in the shot. That was a weird thing. But um, yeah, really nicely done, excellent film, friggin' really good cast all round. And yeah, I yeah. like the fact there weren't there wasn't a single terrorist joke. Oh, the um, uh, yeah, yeah, Asian guy, what his name was. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. <laughs> so many films nowadays, they're like, "Hey, let's just let's just throw in a terrorist joke." It's like, no, no. don't fucking do that. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? Every time there's a film with a bunch of white people, I'll be like, "All right, I'm gonna throw in a Klansman joke." <laughs> Which one of you lots the high dragon? Yeah. The one thing I would like, the one thing I expected the film to where it was going to at the end, which is not, so this isn't spoilers. Um, I was kind of expecting it to end with um, him dying. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal being in the victim of an accident, and Bill Paxton's character coming along and filming it. I was expecting Bill Paxton to to be filming like his downfall. Yeah, you know, like they both turn up at Rene Russo's studio, but then obviously yeah. that doesn't happen. No, no. Doesn't Bill Paxton die in that? He ends up in an accident that um, Jake filmed. Jake set up. Yeah. yeah, but he like he figures out that he's but he's been kited off and he's got a neck brace on. He's coughing up blood. Yeah. Good old Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah, he's good. He actually like he must have cared about this role because he actually lost some weight and looked like healthy. Do you think it was which he doesn't the time look? Of Agents of Shield. He didn't look healthy in Agents of Shield. He looked kind of healthy. No, he didn't. He, he had the whole metal thing on him, which was basically a cover for the fact he was wearing a girdle for yeah. the whole thing. And what about him in um, that Game Changers thing this last week where he's playing Jack Apparently Thompson? He lost weight for that. No, nah, he looks uh, he looks the same old chunky yeah. Bill Paxton. <laughs> you know what he looks good in? Well, uh, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. <laughs> it's computer generated. Yeah, what about in Terminator. With the new one? No, in the original film. I was about to say it's <laughs> not him in the new one. Nah. Why didn't they get a digital Bill Paxton? No, nah, no. And Brian, what's his face? I don't remember names, man. My brain breaks. Well, anyway, you review your my last one. Last thing. Oh, Shit. this this is the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I watched I watched a little film. Recently, oh, is it another Christian film view? 
Yeah, how did you know? Um, anyway, I watched I watched a little film recently. Um, I I became obsessed with this about two months ago because I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks fucking ridiculous. It came out about two years ago. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, but I only got around to seeing it recently because I've only recently become obsessed with Christian films that decide that I'm the devil. Um, anyway, so um, so I I watched God's Not Dead last year or this year last year, and I despised it. It was absolutely the worst, and it was it wasn't that it was just the worst. It was racist and it was stupid. It was mean spirited. It was a it's horrible a horrible film. film. It was worse than a Christian film because in Christian <laughs> films they at least try and teach accept all others. Yeah. In God's Not Dead, they're like you're gonna fucking die. You're an atheist, dead. You're a, you're a Muslim, you're a woman beer. You're a, you're a Chinese person, you're stupid, you don't understand American. Ah! And I was like, oh, fuck, this is just shit. America. <laughs> Americans, racists. Um, anyway. What's but, the um, film you review? I, well, this, this is the story that I'm trying to get to. I kept uh, trying to research this movie, but it kept coming up with information about a fucking website. And I yeah. couldn't understand why. And the, I the film's based out, on a yeah, website. The film is named after the website. So the yeah. film I re- I'm going to review is Christian Mingle. Yes. Which is named after the fucking dating website for Christians. Yeah, it's the film of Christian the Mingle. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Imagine if you clicked on a website. E-Har, plenty having, of fish coming out eventually. <laughs> E-Harmony, the movie. Imagine if you went on a website and instead of a 30-second trailer that surmised what it did, it had an hour-and-a-half-long film starring one of the girls from Mean Girls. Yeah. Be fucking incredible. Anyway, so uh, the st- Christian Mingle is the story of a woman who is searching for love in all the wrong places. Every man she meets is either obsessed with himself or so quick to cheat or wandering off. I think she just dates arseholes, but apparently she comes to the decision that she should date Christians. Because apparently Christians aren't arseholes. Is she not a Christian then? She's not a Christian. Oh my god, that's the main conflict in the film. Shut up. Oh, shit. Don't ruin it for yourself. Oh. So anyway, this woman, she decides she to Jewish? go... She might be. Because Lacey Chabert's Jewish, I think. She's very cute as well. Yeah. Which is distracting, because I couldn't work out why she couldn't find a man that wasn't a complete arsehole. She's quite attractive, she's quite sweet, she's quite... She's not funny. She calls a black woman Oprah, which I think is really racist. Oh, dear. But uh, it is a Christian movie, and so... And offensive to people yeah. who don't like Oprah. It is a Christian movie, so who gives a fuck? It's going to happen, <laughs> isn't it? So anyway, um, she decides she's going to start going on the Christian Mingle website. And this... Um, this was weird for me because I didn't know this thing existed until I started researching <laughs> the movie and then it happens so anyway she meets a man who uh, she goes on a few dates with and he doesn't want to fuck her he, he doesn't seem to want to kiss her or I think they hold hands really and there's there's no real intimacy to any of the meetings they're always just can, like, like kiss and finger I know, like, I know. they can finger bang each other all they want yeah. that's what a rainbow party is that's why I thought that's why I thought you kept talking about snowballs earlier yeah. um but uh, she ends up, yeah, meeting this guy. She's she she's kind of smitten with. She doesn't know she loves him, but he's like Christian, so he won't mm. he won't fuck her until he's married her. Yeah, which seems weird to me as well. Because why would you buy something if you hadn't tried it? I don't know. Maybe just want to make it be special, man. They want to wait until they're married to go. But Jesus doesn't it make Christ. it worse? Doesn't it cause issues? Like there's loads of diseases yeah. that you can get. Like well, not diseases, but there's psychological conditions you can get there if you. If you hold off for too long, then you you literally don't work down there. It breaks your shit. Blue balls. It's not blue balls. It's for women as well. It just means that the the tense is all the muscles because of all the tension caused by waiting and all this this pressure from these Christian groups. God will sort it out. Anyway, who gives a fuck? Well, no, it doesn't. Divorce does. Anyway, who gives a fuck? So Christian Mingle, she meets this guy. Turns out that he is, you know... His family realise that she's not a real Christian. He realises and there's a bit of tension. She's She's not a real Christian. Yeah. Because she's <laughs> pretending to be Christian. Oh shit! I forgot to say. Oh. She starts pretending to be Christian, like wearing a cross and reading the Bible, and 
in, in some jokey funny? moments, she tries to she tries to say some verses to associate them with the situation mm. they're going through, but they mean nothing about the situation they're going through. But who uh, fucking cares? Because it's the Bible. It's like a book of shit. You could say, oh yeah, do you remember Ezekiel twenty one fifteen? Thou shalt not touch thy seed because thy seed is dirty. Ezekiel so twenty one fifty sounds like an awesome cartoon from the eighties. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, something to alongside you. Twenty one fifty. Something to watch Ezekiel. between Ulysses and Jason the Wheel Warriors. Oh my god, he'd ride a magnetic horse. Hey, Happy Harry tunes. You can have that one and make a make an animation. Yeah, you can all through my voice. Make our dreams come true. Anyway, so um, so yeah, she decides that she's gonna get on the Christian bandwagon after they split up, and she goes, she bandwagon. starts doing stuff. She starts helping people. She starts reading the Bible, and she starts believing in Jebus because you know what Jebus likes. Jebus likes it when you believe in him because you want to fuck a man. Yeah. When you want to go to Bone Town, and the only way you can go to Bone Town is by knowing Bone Town's fucking rules. That's what he wants. Dude, Jesus was up to his neck in pussy. Jesus is running hoes for days. Yeah. But anyway, so she goes and then he's like, turns up and he goes, hey, my superficial belief system that you need to believe what I believe means that we can now believe the same thing and fuck each other and bone down. But we can only bone down after we married. So let's get married and bone down. She's already fucked a man, I assume, at this point in the film in some point in her life. Yeah, of course I, don't, I don't think she's a virgin at the age of like 30 and she's very attractive. So I assume that high school is pretty good for her. In yeah. terms of boning down, so yeah. why in all hell's name would he just be like, "Oh, it's fine, I've forgiven you." Oh, wait, let's get you rebaptized, and that fixes that fixes the fact you've had sex. And then if I'm bad, you won't remember because Jesus has put that in your mind. No, that's okay. That's how he fixes it. It's yeah. so shit, and it's so it's another one of those films where every character that isn't Christian is glossed over. Like everyone who isn't Christian is. Well, they're is, not real people. Their opinions don't matter. So. Well, and that's the thing. Like, they don't really know. Things. That's the thing. Like, all of all of the Christian families, they're all really, they're really happy, but it feels so fake. And I don't know if that's because they're bad actors or it's because the idea that you could live by every one of those archaic rules is fake to me. I like to enjoy life. Like, what happens if you end up being eighty and you're about to die, and as you're about to die, someone someone goes like, "All right, we're pulling the plug," and you just hear the plug pull, and then it just goes black, and there's nothing. What do you? What have you done with your life? I just don't get people that want to live that life of uncertainty because they say that faith drives them. Faith in what? Faith in something you'll never see, hear, feel, smell, touch, understand. Great, fine. You fucking jump off the cliff and pretend there's a magic walkway underneath you. You go and temple a doom it until you're fucking dead. I don't care. I would rather no, have you fun. You don't just life. walk off a cliff. You throw some sand out first to make sure. There's no, no, path because there. clearly people didn't do that before. There were a bunch of dead bodies that failed those tasks. You yeah, but they should have been smart, like India's. He wasn't just didn't just have faith. He used his brain. I give this film an Adam Sandler. It's oh. really bad. Oh. It's really bad, and it's. You should give this film a Kevin Sorbo. Uh, dead, God's uh, not dead. Uh, Kevin Sorbo says that Christians. I met Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo says that Christians in Hollywood don't get jobs. Yeah. Because they're Christian. And he says that a Christian should have directed Noah because an atheist did a bad job of it. No, an atheist made Noah as entertaining as Noah can be, which is not... Does the story of Noah originate from Hebrew? The story of Noah is shit boring. Yeah. The film is fucking boring and stupid. But it was the most entertaining a Bible story is ever going to be. Do you see Exodus, Gods and... Gods and... No. Yeah, was Ten Commandments. I'll tell you what, right? Racism and Christianity, they run way too close for me. (laughs) Hey... Hey, look, there's an Egyptian person. No, there's Christian Bale in blackface. 
Well, yeah. There's John Edgerton. He's an Egyptian person. No, this is an Australian person. Was it proper blackface though, or was it just like tasteful oh, no. brownness? No, no, it was, it was tan face. Should we tan call face, it tan, tan face? face. Yeah. So we're not going full like uh, what's his face? Well, it wasn't his face. It was painted black. Are you talking about Al Johnson? The Jason? Al Johnson, yeah. So it wasn't full Al Johnson. <laughs> it was more Mackinley for Weapon Five. Oh, and also uh, Peter O'Toole, a fellow. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. Was it Peter O'Toole? Yeah. No, Peter O'Toole was in the. Peter O'Toole and a fellow did black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Who was in? He played the, a Moor. <laughs> the book about Muhammad. What? The oh, fuck. Was it Adrian Brody? I can't remember. Film. No, it was a film years ago. It's got an English actor. He did a film about Muhammad, and it's like considered one of the few big religious Islamic films. Um, and it was done in both English and in like friggin Urdu, Urdu. or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I can't. It's cool now. Fucking terrible. I think that's got. Who cares? No, look, don't do, don't Google it because it's it's no. There's no point in googling. But anyway, um, yeah, this Christian Mingle is bad. Unless you unless you want to watch it and you can somehow, I don't know. If you're doing heroin, this is a good way to pass the time. Yeah. Because I I don't think you'd hear it or see it. Watch Mean Girls instead, I guess. More no. If you want Lacey Chabert. If you want to watch a Christian film, wait until next month because or next couple of weeks. I may review a good one next week because I'm going to be watching a Christian film every day for the next thirty days anyway. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Raptor Palooza. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're actual Christian developed films oh. like by people like Faith Picks and, and oh. pure, pure pure flicks and shit like oh. that. I've already watched all of the Kirk Cameron. Kurt Cameron Left Behind movies and the Nicolas Cage remake. That's on Netflix now. I was thinking they of watching that the other day. so bad. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, if you have the chance to shoot Hitler, don't pray that God shoots Hitler. Just fucking shoot him. But apparently, according to Left Behind, just pray that Hitler dies. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and that's how you win. Good old Hitler. So basically, the Christians are saying, don't make us do it. Get someone who is more yeah, capable. If, if you shoot Hitler, it was God's will that you shoot Hitler. So God did it. Not if you have hate in your heart. <laughs> oh. I thought it was all like um, everything you do is God's. Like you know you how, credit him have you ever heard Kurt Cameron's argument for God? Kurt Cameron's argument is look at the banana. And it's like, okay, I'm looking at the banana. Yeah. Look at it. It's the perfect shape. What, for your asshole? No, look, it's perfectly designed so it has its own container. It's like, do you know why that's happened? Do you know what bananas used to look like? Yeah. They looked nothing like that. Exposed the elements, so it built yeah. up a thing to protect itself. Yeah, we made bananas look like that. So, yeah. no, God didn't do that. I'll tell you what, look at the wasp. What does the wasp do for you, Kirk Cameron? Yeah, freaking what does a wasp a function All berries have skin of different thickness. Yeah. Uh, He's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. But Christian movies tend to be really bad, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of them, and... Over the next thirty days, I'm going to be watching thirty new ones. So this is yeah. this is the beginning to Christian Movie Month for me, uh, anyway. So I'm going to be tweeting a lot about Christian, Christian movies. No, no, it'd be more like we need a cross to go through a Christian month. Put one of those big old scepters straight through a Christian month. Oh no, you just you just do hot ripped Jesus. No, like continue show when they do my, fancy no month. no no like my favourite podcast um, my current favourite podcast is uh, The Flop House and they always talk about whenever it's not they t- Apocalypse whenever they talk about Jesus they always say shredded like lettuce <laughs> get Jesus that's shredded like lettuce after your anti-Christian tirade that's probably upset just at least 25% of our listeners that's no, alright I'll say five yeah. Hail Marys later oh fair enough um, I'm going to review the game which well, yeah. I did a video of earlier this week called Assault Android Cactus. Yay! Which the developers, which Beam, um, sent me a code and I was like, oh. Sent God. you a code. 
Well, whatever. Sent you a code. Send your new producer a code. Me. Yeah, whatever. I don't want too many of those games, man. <laughs> yeah, you do. You've got a bunch of them um, already, so get on it. But yeah, it's a twin-stick shooter thing that's on early access right now, but it is actually properly released this coming Wednesday, the 23rd of September. Put that day in. I'm mentioning all this stuff because it's actually really, really good. Um, it's a properly arcade feeling game. It's made up of a whole bunch of different characters, and each character has their own different skills. So they might just fire straightforward bullet blasts and all this sort of stuff, or they might have a spread shot or a homing bullets. Um, there's a character called Starch who's got a big old laser that just burns through enemies. That's cool. Um, one of the characters has a really cool weapon, which is like a revolving helicopter blade thing. The one that you did the video robot. on the other day. Yeah, and you sort of throw it out, and you have to try and control that and get it into the enemy groups and move it around. It's very different to play. Um, but yeah, it's got this nice little variety of gameplay styles. It's got a nice health system where you have a battery that stays charged as long as you're continually building up a combo. Mm-hmm. And if you die or your combo breaks, it starts to char- decharge a bit faster. So, and you can only recharge it by killing enough enemies to you know get rid of that wave, and then a battery will drop out. So you have to kind of try to get the battery and keep yourself balanced. Like being really gun ho and really charging into the action a lot of the time. Like Luftwasser's mm, or it's Luftwasser. Properly like edge of your seat type gameplay. Um What kind of what kind of level design is it? The is levels it? are constantly changing. Every level's got a sort of gimmick to it. Is it a platform or No a... no, it's um you know how twin stick shooters are usually like in a square grid. If you go back to Robotron or Smash T V or any of those sort of things. Yeah. Um this might you might have a level that starts off in a square grid, like the first level does, you're on a lift. Um, but then that lift drops down and lands in a warehouse, so it now opens up. And then you get containers that blow up, which are previously blocking your path. Mm. And robots come out of them. Um, there's one level where you're running around, and the floor is basically only appearing where you stand. It drops away if you're not there. Yeah. So And every time you run back, the room might reconfigure a different way around. So um, it's a bit like Cube. It's really Cube like two interesting. And like, yeah, like Cube 2 Hypercube. The classic. <laughs> or Cube 3, Cube 0. No, not Cube 3. That film's terrible. It's a great um, film. But there's like... Like levels are constantly changing. One of them's like um, it's got a disco thing going on on it, and there's the the floor is made up of different rings that rotate in different directions at different speeds. Okay. So you're getting dragged all over the place as you're going. This um, very fun. There's one where the lights are going out. Um, there's the one that's on a train, and as you go along, if the train speeds up, it goes faster. You start getting pushed to the back. Is it a hoe train? No. But every time you <laughs> go from one carriage to the next, the previous carriage drops away. Yeah. Um, but there's really nice like design and gimmicks. The boss battles are properly difficult in mm-hmm. some parts. Um, it's got a bullet hell style approach to it with like. Just enemies firing waves of bullets off that you have to try and zip in between. Is it one of those things where it's where it's skill based design, yeah. like intelligent design of the enemy placement, or is it just like they go mad? The enemies, are, it's a weird how they spawn. They're done sort of procedurally, but there's like a there's a logic to it. Apparently, okay. um, they said that people are often surprised that it's not entirely random how they spawn. Um, there's some stages where when it goes dark, the different enemies spawn than when it's light, mm. so you have to sort of watch out for that sort of thing but um, there's a logic to how they spawn apparently and what spawns when and um, like there's a mode on it called Infinity Drive Mm -hmm. and depending on how you're doing you'll either be sent down an easy path or a tough path and that one's basically just an infinite loop level where you keep going Yeah. but depending on how you're doing you'll be put on an easy path or a hard path and it will decide what sort of bad guys are spawning as you're playing it um, so if you do really good on a hard path, you'll be put back onto the easy path for a bit to help you recover. Okay. So obviously, if you keep hitting the easy path, you'll be able to last longer in the level. So it's a really intelligent design. It's, it's yeah. functionality. Yeah, really cool. smartly designed. I'm, like the enemies are all sorts, nice variety. They're not just charging towards you. Would it's, you give it? Would you? Would you give it a buy or a no buy? Buy it, man. It's, buy. Yeah. It's only ten pound ninety nine. Is it really? Yeah. And these That's guys are. Um, they're struggling to get sales on it. They're struggling to get it noticed. And they've How even they, said it, it's. I mean, it's out there. There's some yeah. stuff out there. Like it is a 
from what I've seen, I haven't had a go yet because I don't do the PC side of things as much. No. But, uh, Fool. No, I've got everything else. Um, but uh, I haven't played it very much. Um, well, I haven't played it at all, sorry. But I've yeah. seen footage and I've, I've watched a few things and, and it, it really does look like an exciting game. It's it a looks lot of like, fun. It looks like something interesting, at the very least. Yeah. Like, there isn't a lot of interesting stuff coming out. There's a bonus in it if you collect up enough of the credits in the game secret credits when you finish level to buy unlocks um, to play a first person shooter mode on it really yeah which I can't imagine how that will play but that would be insane because you're not going to be able to see anything coming behind you and that's a very key part to play in this game Um, there's also a mode that you can unlock where it acts as if you've got virtual um, tag partners Mm. so you can have like AI controlling partners or you can't have them but you'll have the amount of enemies you have if you do have two, three or four players. Okay. So you can bump up the difficulty yourself. Um, yeah. But yeah, excellent design. Um, the full game, when it's released, is going to have an extra character. Um, all they've got to do is add the animated intro end sequences in all this sort of stuff, but it feels so polished. Is like. it green light, green light right now? No, it's on the early access. Early access. But um, it feels more complete than pretty Almost much most else. things that's on early access. Most early access stuff it's is so polished. Cack. Yeah. Yeah. It's so incredibly polished. Like, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I haven't played it. It just fucking, looks interesting. Just fucking buy it. <laughs> it's coming out on consoles as well later in the year. Is it really? Yeah, on PS4 well, and Xbox One. I'll Wii. On I Xbox think it's a Wii U version. I think. Yeah, I'll probably get on Xbox One. Yeah. I, I mean, like, there's stuff on Xbox One that I don't know why I want to buy, but I think I'm really going to buy when I oh, get yeah. home. Like, um, Plague Inc. <laughs> it's <laughs> also got really, really good music. Oh, really? Really synthy. Yeah, see, the problem is anything that I'm doing. Anything that's slightly arcadey, I, that's a wrong term for this. Something mm. shootery. Yeah, I tend to find the repetition well, the only annoys music me. Music in this constantly changes as you're playing it. Yeah, but it's, it's adapting to how you're fighting and how you're playing. Usually, I just turn the sound off completely and have oh, something like a podcast. The it's so synthy. It's got a 1980s vibe to it. A little bit of Vince DiCola in there. I'll probably Spy... listen to it. I will listen to it for a little bit, but I genuinely turn. It's by a guy I called Siam. Is it Siam Mishra? I think his name is. Yeah. Shout out to Siam Mishra. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's my review. Buy it. Fucking buy it. Yeah. Just buy it. Um, Alright, so uh, we're going to take on a couple of bits at the end. Are we? Because we've got to do a live stream in a bit. I know we've got to do a live stream in a bit. But um, before we go and do the live stream, um, we are now on Facebook under Chris Apocalypse. We're on Twitter as always. I'm under Chris Apocalypse and Cinemageddon. And you're under LV54 Space Monkey. If you yeah. need to get a hold of us, please tweet us or see us on the Facebook page. We're more than happy to take any recommendations. If there's anything people want to hear us talk about, um, then let us know. But um, please get in touch. Um, before we go, um, one thing that I was going to ask you, is there anything that you're looking forward to coming coming up? Is there anything being released? Because I have a few things I'm excited about. I'd like to have a quick chat about. See if you're interested, see if you've known about them. There's nothing coming. Films or games. There's nothing out now. That mi- I mean, Fallout 4 is coming out in November, but that's going to be ages away, so it's not no point in talking about it now. But I'm mostly talking about films. There's three horror films I'm fairly interested in. I wanted to know if you'd heard anything about them. No. Um, first one's The Hive. It's the first one made by the Nerdist people. Oh. Um, it's got a lot of press from James Gunn. I don't know Nerdist. It's a website. Aren't they the ones who... Jesus Christ. Didn't they content ID you? No. Something. Who is it I know who got content ID'd by Nerdist? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing their film. Um, another one's Bite. Oh, that's the one with the girl. Yeah, the one who gets bitten by a bug while she's on. Type the, thing. Yeah, and yeah. she starts changing. That's, that's interesting to me, especially after Contracted 2 was such a disappointment. Um, and um, the last one is um, Cooties. Oh, yeah. Cooties, September 27th. Elijah Wood. 
27th. I think it's VOD that's been released on, so yeah. I can buy it and then watch it. Sweet, I need to see that. that. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, so I'll probably just buy a digital copy and just watch it. Ray uh, Wilson can look properly threatening given the right. Yeah, I think <laughs> Ray Wilson's a big guy. He's yeah. a pretty scary looking guy. He's a very cool guy, apparently. I, yeah. I follow him on Twitter. Although yeah, I so didn't I'll... like his film, his programme that he did. Um, it was really shit and really offensive. I just didn't like it. Blackstorm? Yeah, that was yeah. it. It, just, it wasn't very good. But I don't think that's his fault. I think it's more the writing fault because you can feel like something smart when you're saying it, but when you hear it, you're like, <laughs> what the fuck did I say? <laughs> uh, but anyway, anything? Any no, films? I'm not looking forward to anything ever. There's nothing you're looking forward to? No, I'm looking forward to getting Mad Max next month, Fury Road. Yeah, watch there that, you go. Like, multiple there you go. Are you going to watch it in I black and white? Because I've got to pay 85 quid to Nintendo to fix my Wii black gamepad. Black and white? Or are you going to watch it in... I don't, I don't know if the blue, hasn't blue actually got the black and white version. Yeah, I heard yeah. the blue and the black and white version. Apparently, the Steam version's cropped. Like, they've cropped the image. Really? Yeah, it's not in a 16 9 ratio, it's in a 144. Well, the whole film was shot in like 16 9. Yeah. Okay. God, that's going to look great in 4K. I wonder mm. if I can buy it on Amazon. Yeah. 4K. Buy it. God, that would look incredible. Um, but uh, anything else? No. Okay. Well, that's been Crit Apocalypse. Okay. Um, I mean, we've had fun. I hope you have a good, good yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um. Uh, have a week. Yeah, have a week. Have a week. Have a. Have it's a good not even time. a phrase. It is. Kevin Smith says it, and I start. Does he? Oh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the bodies are. What? 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 I was going to say where the bodies were, but I was going to wait until you paused. Oh, so I said rather yeah, so so I just stopped, I should edit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just edit that. Yeah, I'll edit. I'll edit, edit I'll edit it down. Just cut this down to make it sound yeah. smart. Yeah. Make it sound like we had a bit going instead of me just randomly throwing shit at people. Yeah. Like a snowball pie. Yeah.